Welcome to the We Rush In podcast, dedicated to exploring the physical and mental demands of being a first responder. I'm your host, Dan Gignard, and I'm a Canadian police officer with many years of experience as a use of force instructor and police supervisor and everyday patrol officer. I understand firsthand the importance of maintaining both physical and mental fitness while on the job. In this podcast, we will be talking to Canadian first responders from a variety of fields, police, fire, paramedics, and even military, as well as service providers who assist in the training and health of first responders. We'll hear about the challenges and triumphs of maintaining fitness, training, and overall health and wellness while on the job. We'll also learn valuable tips and inspiration on how to stay fit and healthy, both physically and mentally, while serving our communities as first responders. Whether you're a first responder yourself or just someone who wants to understand the unique challenges of this profession, this podcast is for you. So let's dive in and explore the world of first responders' health and wellness. Thank you for joining us and stay tuned. Good day and welcome to everyone to another episode of the We Rush In podcast. I'm excited to have a uh, Terrence M with me here today. He's with the Ice Warrior Tack Gear, uh, Canadian police officer, uh, entrepreneur. Uh, felt the uh, missing part of our gear to do with uh, wintertime and decided that to do something about it. Obviously we live in the Canadian prairies and those could be nasty. So he decided, well, that's enough. I'm going to, I'm going to sort out this problem. Uh, nice to have you here today, Terrence. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Right on. Um, if you can hear me all right here, uh, just tell me a little bit about your, I guess your history in policing, just sort of, so we get an idea of your background and how you came to this uh, realization. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I mean, prior to policing, uh, I got into corrections, um, two years of it working for the province. Really, that was my stepping stone um, to get into policing. Uh, I'm in my 14th year. And um, I mean, just before I start, I'm, prob- I'm not going to use proper names or anything like that. That's my little disclaimer. Um, my views, opinions and my business are all, uh, all my own. Don't represent my service, but I'm sure anyone can figure out who I work for. It's just, it's, you know, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, these are all my opinions and my business and just keep them separate. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, 14th year of policing. It's been a great career so far. Uh, just under five years in general patrol, and I'm in my seventh year with the uh, the TAC team. All right, so right on. Uh, I guess why Ice Warrior TAC? Why Ice Warrior TAC gear? What brought you to this realization? Uh, experience. The cold weather policing in the uh, Canadian prairies is uh, it's tough, uh, especially for frontline officers. So I mean, I, I can remember back. Um, uh, where we're 20, 2015 fall, uh, surrounding a house. It's uh, it's not too bad out, but uh, the gun call. We're surrounding it. I've got the long gun with me, and we're out there for uh, for a few hours. And uh, sun setting. I remember it was an evening shift, and as soon as that sun went down in the uh, the fall, it's like you know the dark side of the moon kind of creeps in here, and everything starts to get cold. Uh, so I mean, you know, like it wasn't, you know, we're not talking middle of winter, but it, you know, you're not acclimated to that sort of weather just yet right so i remember you know what i was just holding it with my bare hands for a long time because it was manageable then after that everything started to get cold and then um you know i went and got my gloves from the car um just to hold that rifle and or sorry it was a a shotgun at that time and i just remember that uh, that sting on my fingers so 
Uh, fast forward to uh, another gun call in uh, winter, January, February of 2017. Uh, I'm with the TAC team already. We're going to a high-risk call, another gun call, and uh, we're probably outside just getting set up. It's only uh, We're only outside for a couple minutes, and uh, probably minus 35, right? And uh, it doesn't take long for that cold steel of a rifle to get very cold. And I remember I had, uh, we weren't going to be outside for very long, so I'm wearing just thin shooting gloves. Uh, holding my rifle, finger along the uh, frame of the gun, and uh, and <laughs> I tell you, it just felt like an ice block. My fingers were freezing so bad just after a few minutes, and uh, I, I remember those two key points in my career. And just like there, there's got to be something better. And um, uh, you know, I've looked on the market, and uh, you know, it's just there's not anything that I found at that time that you know could provide you the warmth of um on your hands as well as managed dexterity holding managing your firearms um it just it's just something like that i just couldn't find so i thought to myself you know what if there was a thin shooting glove um that you could add heat to so i started researching into that and there wasn't really anything into that um you know i like to uh, I got excited, you know, I like to explore creative creative ideas. Uh, I'm not a businessman by trade or anything like that, but a uh, little bit of di- uh, graphic design, I was doing that before um, before uh, this career. But uh, anyways, so digging on the internet and looking for, for resources who to help me out, make connections, um, and uh, start drawing up prototypes, getting ideas. And eventually, after a few months uh, to a year of researching and uh, making a contact in Winnipeg who had contacts overseas with factories, uh, I was actually I had a prototype of a, uh, a thin shooter's glove um, with actual wires and, uh, and a battery in it. So pretty excited to have that. Oh. Uh, tested it out. Didn't work. Uh, not so not so much that the uh, the components didn't work, but it was still. I remember we we're at the range. It's uh, zero degrees, not too bad. But at the range, everything's always ten degrees colder, uh, especially if it's the spring. Uh, pump the heat on the uh, the glove to max, and uh, it just you know what that wind was just cutting right through that glove. It's uh, the heat output on that glove just couldn't. Um, couldn't fight off the cold, and uh, I mean, it made for a nice, uh, nice driving glove, <laughs> keeping my hands warm. So I thought, just you know what, for all the time I invested into this uh, this project, uh, I didn't want to stop there. So just kind of um, uh, stripped the components. We increased the insulation into the glove, and then um, 2018 it was released. That was the uh, the birth of the TAC SCO1, which is uh, you know, I don't know if there's people out there who uh, who have this glove. You know, this was my first uh, prototype glove, the TAC SEO1. Thin shooter mitt, 70 grams of uh, thin insulation, or sorry, thin insulation. Uh, it has a lot of good reviews. I used it for a couple of years. Uh, it definitely had its uh, positives and it definitely had its negatives. Um, I ended up, um, you know, it, once it broke in, it was a, for me, um, you know, I could shoot with it. I could handle my, my gun, but it just didn't provide the warmth that I needed. So I ended up, um, um, combining it with a, um, um, one of those, uh, oh, what are they called? Those hot, pou- those, pou- those, uh, fanny pack kind of pouches that you stick your hands in that you see like quarterbacks wear. Oh, yeah. yes. So I ended up combining yes, yeah. that. I was able to get my hands into that. And um, like I said, it has its positives, it has its negatives. It's definitely a, a learning curve, an expensive learning curve. Um, but I thought, you know what, it's um, for what it was, for what it was worth. Uh, I definitely wanted to try a, a second kind of glove mitt out there. And uh, if that didn't work, then, you know what, so be it. At least I could say I tried. 
of 2020 now, summer 2020, to start drawing up um, for what we know now and what you know now is the uh, the mammoth uh, glove mitt combination. Uh, start working on some prototypes for that. Uh, I start having a, a demo in the uh, for the winter of 2020 to try back and forth with uh, what works, what materials work. Um, this was based off of uh, my own experience of uh, what worked and what didn't work with the Tachyon, what I want to see as a police officer, and uh, plus the feedback from other officers, what they like to see, what they suggested as well. Um, I also had some military contacts that provided me some feedback as well on what they liked and um, they were testing it out and they liked the glove. Uh, it was tested out in 2020, 2021. They provided their feedback and uh, from their feedback, uh, I created the two mammoths. So what we know is the uh, the cuff version, which is the Mammoth L, and then the long version, which is the Mammoth mm. X. Uh, the cuff version of the Mammoth L has the magnets and a uh, glove that's not removable. The Mammoth X has the removable inner glove and uh, snap snap okay. buttons because um, the military doesn't like magnets for their, their compasses and they wanted a removable glove. So they had the, uh, the Mammoth X and the Mammoth L. This is, um, you know, this is what... What we have now, the Mammoth L and right. the Mammoth X. This is version two. This is next year, but it's very similar into what we had. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So, so yeah. So that uh, had uh, that was the uh, the story of the Mammoth uh, tested out in 2020-2021 for a release of 2021 and uh, 2022. Now the downside was um, COVID hit in uh, overseas well the world <laughs> but uh, the factory that i was using it hit and had shut down for several months so i didn't get these gloves uh for that winter i got them in uh, february 2nd of 2022 um the feedback and the response was great there was a lot of pre-orders a lot of people were excited about it and um, i only ordered 250 pairs of each uh 500 total and um mm -hmm. yeah i sold over 200 in the late stages of winter which um for me, I feel it's a, it's a small business and a, on an idea, it's pretty good. Uh, work with over the summer making contacts and uh, so that I could uh, sell the rest for this year. And uh, pretty much sold for this year, 2022-2023, sold uh, most of my remainder of the stock having left only like the uh, unpopular sizes, like the, uh, or not, not unpopular, the uncommon sizes of uh, extra smalls and smalls, uh, what's left in my inventory. So, so that's, uh, that takes me up to now. Um, like I said, it's a very good review. Uh, lots of, uh, lots of high rating, high review ratings that I received, a lot of positive feedback. It has been tested out in the Arctic by the military. Nunavut is, uh, one of the places, uh, that, you know, I get a lot of orders for Northern Quebec, all different places. And of course the prairies all over Canada, you know, I can say that, that, uh, and like I said, it's, it's a lot of positive feedback and I'm excited for, uh, for version two. I, I myself use it a lot. Obviously, yeah, sure. uh, you know what I wear, what uh, what I make. I wouldn't uh, I, w I wouldn't wear something that I make uh, myself. Tested uh, as well. My uh, my shifts mate wear them, which is uh, which is great uh, feedback itself. Uh, when they first came out, uh, definitely a lot of my teammates say, you know, it's not a cheap glove. It's a specialty glove, so it comes with a specialty cost, um, like you wouldn't find in any sort mm -hmm. of specialty store. Um, but uh, you know, yeah, the uh, coworkers spent uh, put their own 
hard-earned money on buying them. Uh, when we really get uh, our own clothing allowance, they could have gone to the retail store, especially the store we get our equipment from, and bought you know like the big brand names. But they chose to spend the money because they liked what they saw, which is a huge you know shot in the arm, boost of confidence for for me as the uh, designer of the glove that, uh, hey, they like my glove, they're wearing it and they're putting money down on it as opposed to spending the money the service gives them. So that was a, that was a real compliment. For sure. Yeah, no, um, I bet my friend up in Nunavut would <laughs> love to try out a pair. Uh, he's been up there for a bit. He's got a little ways to go. Yeah. So the winters or something else up there. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah for yeah. sure. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> do you have any, what are the plans? Like, what do you have plans going forward with, uh, uh, warrior ice warrior? Sorry. Uh, yeah. You know what? Like with this glove, there was a couple things that I would like to, to change. Uh, so version t- uh, two of the mammoth, uh, minor things, uh, it's just going to be a little bit wider. The mitt itself is going to be a little bit wider, uh, just to reduce break in period. Cause I know there was a bit of a break in period as well, but once people got going, it was, uh, it worked really well. Um, so that's uh, one of the key changes to this next version. And then the Mammoth L doesn't have a removable gloves. Uh, the next version, it will have a removable glove, mm. just like the, uh, the Mammoth X. So that's, uh, uh, okay. plan to increase my order, start making more contacts with more police officers, um, units across Canada and, uh, and the States would be nice as well. Um, that's what's in store for version two. Um, but of course, like it's, it's, um, Everything comes with money, right? You know what? I'd love to dump a whole lot of money into this and spend, uh, you know, every 10 hours a day working on this every day. But uh, this is uh, this is a side gig. Uh, I still have a full-time job that I have to commit to. And, uh, you know, like I'm, on a, I'm growing slowly. I'm not uh, able to take that risk of, you know, investing six digits uh, into my uh, company and spending yeah. every day on this because it's, uh, like I said, I have a full-time job and that's, uh, that pays the bills too. So, Yeah, I got to worry about that for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I guess from the officer's safety standpoint and whatnot, mm-hmm. this is kind of a leap forward, right? Like I've even just done uh, like a range day on a cold April taking the carbines out of uh out of the trailer that had just been in there overnight and it didn't take long even with like your standard tack glove on yep. to feel that <laughs> through your through the glove so I mean we're we're expected to to be out there as long as it takes so uh this is definitely probably a step in the right direction as far as making guys comfortable while doing that mm-hmm. and, and i mean with the the mammoth glove itself you know what it's that uh and even the tack seo one it's the balance between dexterity and warmth right too much uh insulation for warmth you lose dexterity and whereas you know you want more dexterity you're giving up the insulation on warmth so so that's where you know it's like um that's where i had to struggle between uh, how much do i want to put in there um the glove itself um so if, if people are unfamiliar with it, uh, the Mammoth Glove, it's a, it's a mitt and a flip mitt. Uh, so it's a mitt and glove combination. And uh, I guess for those uh, watching at home YouTube, so this is the uh, the Mammoth X itself. And uh, there's the mitt portion, but you know you flip it open, snap it back, thumb as well flips back too. And uh, you know now you've got the glove exposed as well. So a couple uh, pockets in there as well, the stick hot mm-hmm. pockets, which is great. Um, it's like I said, it's not something that I would, uh, if it, if I, if I 
designed it, I'm definitely wearing it because I'm out on the front lines as well. So I needed to work for myself as well. You know, and I'm the one with cold hands. I'm the one out there on the front lines. I need to make sure that this is, you know, it keeps my hands warm and that I can access my, my weapons and my, uh, my weapon system. So that's, uh, that's where a lot of testing and, uh, came into the, um, it's, it, yeah, you know, in regards to, to shooting itself, um, it, like I said, you know, my shifts have it. A lot of uh, people on my shift mates are very picky about their kit. So it's, uh, you know, and I take that as a badge of honor that they, uh, they're they using it, um, which is it's great feedback mm-hmm. itself, right? Um, you know, we go to the range, try to go to the range when it's uh, nice out. January is a bit of a challenge, but, you know, we still, we still have to train. But, uh, yeah. but but that's the other thing is, too, is, you know, we train wearing our gloves because that is what, uh, what we need to do. We need to know what we're capable of. So definitely with my shift wearing their gloves, mm-hmm. my glove, um, my mammoth glove, um, definitely their feedback is important. They're using it. They're shooting with it. Um, it's got the, uh, the glove itself has that right amount of dexterity where, um, you know, you can get your, uh, your fingers past that trigger guard. Uh, there's guys who wear two XLs. So even as thick as that, they can shoot their pistol. They can draw their pistol. They can shoot their pistol, manipulate their pistol, um, do reloads and all that sort of thing. And it, you know, pistol definitely has a smaller trigger guard than rifle um so what you can do with your pistol mm-hmm. you definitely can do with your rifle and i mean that's something that i've tested i've done and so have my shift mates and then we go from there yeah and that's definitely something i think guys uh lack is the practice with gloves mm-hmm. on right like i probably about six years ago i started doing at least pistol oh, everything i didn't even my old service we had like a three three lane range in the basement yeah. so i'd be down there four in the morning when there's nothing coming in uh we'd, we'd do drills and stuff but i always wore the gloves because guys are training without them and then more often than not when we go to an actual call what are we putting on when we're on our way we're putting on our gloves yeah. and now we're not used to the type of dexterity you get with gloves compared to bare hands so uh and it's good to see uh, sort of a change with winter right because i don't know about uh, police training elsewhere i took my training through the rcmp and we had basically one day where we put on like a run-of-the-mill winter glove and wore our parkas and it was summer when we did it because they have to put you through it regardless and it was sweaty and hot and gross but uh trying trying to get your finger and do reloads and everything with like your standard watson sort of winter leather glove yeah. was was tricky you know <laughs> it, yeah you felt like you didn't have your hands to be used properly like it was you manage because yeah. you're going to manage right but why well, yeah. and that's how they kind of yeah you're, you're gonna that's how they trained us was you know our service provided us um you know like these thick raber Glove, leather gloves, which, you know, there's, um, they're all great for, like we say, you know, using for going to court, but uh, you, you can't draw your pistol with them. You can't get your finger past the uh, the trigger guard. You just you just can't shoot with them. So, you know, what, what good are they? Hence, mm-hmm. kind of goes back to my problem of, you know, finding the right glove just didn't exist. Um, we also issued got mitts, and the training was, you know, if you're in that officer safety uh, encounter firearms where you have to draw out, you're ripping your gloves off and you're going for your firearm right so so that was the kind of training that uh, right. that we got um you know some of the uh, the criticism i got which it wasn't much but there's always somebody who who's criticized which i understand that's fine you know what i'm 
I stand mm-hmm. by my product and let, let's let's debate, right? And I know some criticism yes. and feedback I got was, um, you know, what if they uh, if they issued this to uh, to the general patrol membership, um, just to cover off, this wasn't coming from my service, uh, but uh, to, if they were to issue this to their service, their their thought and their worry was that um, their member is going to be wearing just the mitt, and then they won't be able to, you know, what if they get into a a use of force situation, they can't access their, their weapon system. Um, my thought to that is, so, I mean, the way I run my, my glove is um, I've always got it hooked to my, uh, my vest. Um, I've, I, I have it staged mm. in the glove format, which is flipped back. And uh, if I'm, so, okay. I mean, you know, there's number of scenarios and I mean, there's probably more scenarios on top of what I'm going to say too, um, where you're going to have it not to say that, this is the perfect system, but this has been working for me all along. Uh, I've got a stage in the glove format. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to a hot call, um, generally, and you know what? I, I used to do this with my thick parka too. So if I'm going into a house or say a domestic situation, uh, generally I'm riding around with my thick parka. It's open. I can access my vest, that sort of thing. But if I think that it's we're going to get into a tussle, I'll take my jacket off before I go into that house mm-hmm. and I'm ready to go, uh, probably wearing my slash proof gloves or my thin gloves, and then we'll assess the situation and go from there. Um, so say, same with my sure. gloves. Um, if I'm going into a situation, I'm probably going to grab my shooting gloves first if I think I'm not going to be exposed to the cold for very long. Uh, and then I can always transition mm-hmm. if I think that the situation is kind of de-escalated a bit. I can put my gloves on, but still in the glove format. Uh, same with like... Um, I realized that I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to be running with canine. I'm starting to throw my toque on, my my balaclava on, and I'll grab my gloves in the glove format, access my rifle. I'm good to go. Uh, where the mitt portion comes into play is uh, definitely helps out on surrounding calls. And uh, I've heard this from a number of people outside of my agency as well. Like this, it, they, they worked really great. Um, what I do is if it's really cold or, you know, if I'm in the turret or something like that, or I'm the, I'm the point guy with the rifle, and it's really cold. I can stick hot pockets in, hot pockets in those dedicated pockets. And generally, uh, the way I like to run it off, I'll, I'll even flip the thumb back. But, you know, like this is right now, if I'm holding my rifle on target for a long time, right. this, this is yeah. all I need right now. Uh, the other hand can be in the mitt, mm-hmm. really. I can, you know, I can shoot with it. I've got my primary weapon, which is my rifle out, and then and go from there. Obviously, I can't do this forever. Uh, you know, the core is going to get cold eventually if I'm standing around forever. Um, but you know what? That's where swapping in, swapping out happens. And you know what? A lot of the time, you just can't. It's easy to say we'll swap out when you know you get cold. Well, sometimes you can't. You know, you just, especially for you know, I, I would imagine our brothers up in the uh, you know police by themselves single cars. You know, it's you know your partners on the uh, mm. two three corner of the house while you're on the one four waiting for backup, right? And it's just the nature of the beast. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, not to say that this is the end-all, be-all gloves, but uh, you know what? It's my go-to, and it definitely has the uh, some good reviews to to support it. So, um, that's my thoughts on uh, officer safety. It's just kind of like uh, everyone's going to have their criticism, right? It's like um, uh, I don't know what with, with, mm-hmm. uh, what kind of vest you're running, but it's like the outer vest versus the inner vest, right? Um, I know use of force yeah. doesn't like the uh, outer vest because somebody grabs onto you and then, you know, they ragdoll you, that sort of thing. Uh, my opinion, it comes down to how switched on of an officer you are, right? Uh, what's your, 
what, what, what's your officer safety awareness when you're going into a situation, you know what? And if somebody does grab onto me like that, how trained are you to get out of that? You know, like first things first, how close are you yeah. to get that? And not to say that ambushes can't happen, but how are now what's your training? How are you reacting to get out of that situation? Same with the gloves. You know what? You put on the gloves, maybe you, the situation is calm and cool. And then all of a sudden like that, things could change. Well, what's your plan to switch that back or access your firearms, right? Maybe you're ripping that glove off, that sort of thing. Because at the end of the day, um, yeah. When you're wearing gloves, and I've talked to this with my coworkers, there just is no glove in minus 35 that's going to keep your fingers warm. You, you, you know what? And if you're going to wear a glove and you're going to freeze your fingers, what good are you in the field with when you're freezing cold, right? You, you just you can't move. You're you're just you're out of the game, right? That's yeah. so. So that's my opinion on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there really is no be all end all product for anything, right. right? Like we, when I started my career, we had crappy old vests with no molly you know crappy dress style pants things like that that just weren't comfortable right like the issue boots that we got even the winter ones they weren't warm so everything evolves right everything evolves and i could think of lots of situations so i worked on a traffic unit for four years (laughs) i don't know how many times i stood on the side of the highway in a blizzard at a collision where just having the ability to cover my fingers with a mitt for a little bit while I'm just standing around would have been fantastic, right? I'm not in a position where I need to access my weapon most likely when I'm standing on the side of the highway, you know, and it's blowing like crazy. So, I mean, there's definitely, there's no perfect solution, but this is certainly a step in the right direction, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like I said, it comes down to, yeah, you know, your officer safety awareness. Are you, um, you know, are you going to, uh, like I said, you're standing around traffic, NBC, it's pretty low risk. Um, not to say that something can happen, mm-hmm. but you know what? Experience kind of helps you and your gut, your gut instinct kind of helps you along the way, keeps you safe. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, are you the guy that, uh, you know, you're going to a hot call and, um, you know, you've got your hands in your pockets or you, you're wearing mitts or are you the guy that's, uh, you know, you're putting on the right tools for the job and you have, uh, you're already, you know, you, you've already cracked open the, uh, you released the SLS on your holster and you've got one hand on your firearm just to, mm-hmm. you know, get a lay of the land. Because you're ready yeah, to go. Exactly. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, such as technology, we're going to try and start this again, which is fine. I'm not too worried about things being seamless. Nope. Uh, this is this is just the reality of doing stuff remotely. So uh, guys should be used to it by now with two and a half yep. years of COVID. So. Um, another, another thought I was <laughs> yeah. thinking about the, um, so just with opinions and officer safety and all that sort of thing too. Um, I, granted, maybe that was just one man's opinion. There's always, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Um you know, I've had, um, you know, my own firearms unit, uh, they recommended my glove uh, for their rifle operators, which is, uh, again, you know, like that's in it, in and itself um, a huge, uh, huge boost of confidence. Um, you know, I have officer safety, former officer safety members, they still play an active role with it and uh, they're on my shift. And, you know, like they say, like, yeah, this is a, a good glove they recommended as well. So, so it's not just my own opinion. Definitely I, uh, I went ahead and, uh, you know, for the product I, I created, did my research homework and uh, um, got the backing behind it. I think um, a lot of a lot of the stuff behind mm-hmm. it too has been great because um, a big uh, 
like I said, I keep using shot in the arm, but uh, um, this past summer there, I contacted a police agency and their TAC team and spoke with their uh, their supervisor. And um, they, uh, I caught them right in time because they were just about to order uh, a bunch of Swanee gloves for them. And um, I said, you know what, like, this is what I have. This is some pictures. And uh, they said, well, you know what, send us over some gloves and we'll, we'll test them out. And then they eventually came back to me and they said, yeah, no, we're canceling our order of 40 pairs of Swannies and we're going with the, with your gloves. How soon can you get them to me? So, I mean, just to say that, that, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, you got a big brand name like Swanee out there and you've got big brands at 5.11 and, you know, it's, um, agencies are for their, mm-hmm. their tag teams are choosing my glove, which is, uh, which is awesome. Such a, such a good feeling that uh, I can provide members yeah. and help members out that way. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, to have it come sort of from a frontline officer. I'm not to say that big companies don't canvas those people. I don't know. I don't know anything about their mm-hmm. R&D process uh, at all. But I mean, it just if it comes from a guy who's been there and done it, and you took it upon yourself to uh, you saw a need and you took it upon yourself to try and remedy that and that's that's where innovation comes from right we identify a problem and we try to fix it um if you feel like you can so i mean i think good on you for for trying uh i've tried out the glove i i like it it feels nice and warm um so i'm definitely going to be recommending it to guys because there's like you said it's not for every situation but no glove is so i mean it's it's better than what we got for some of the situations that we'll need it for yeah so um i have i think it's a step yeah, in the right yeah, direction I appreciate for sure. that. and i mean you know at the end um, of the day um yeah. you know if people don't like it because they're used to their system so be it you know it's just like a shoe it's just like a shirt you know what everybody has their yeah. own personal preference um so you know what the if, uh, do what do whatever they need to do to, to keep you safe and warm so but uh, this is this is what i use so 100 percent. yeah for sure uh where where can guys find you where can guys uh get this get their hands on this product i'm sure there's going to be lots of guys yeah, so interested I, you know i have my own website icewearetackgear.com uh, if you can uh, throw that link out there on your on your podcast um however um, I that's yeah. where i'm yeah. primarily doing a lot of my selling through i know i've been contacted by a few agencies and if uh you know like if, if there's going to be some large orders involved you know i'll send them a couple pairs to to have a look at um go from there and you know like it's yeah it's, uh, we're not in stores or anything on my own store right now but uh maybe one day we'll we'll get there but uh yeah. definitely you know like a yeah it's a uh, pounding the pavement making contact with people uh gonna try to do some trade shows this year if i can and uh you know like i feel pretty confident once people kind of get their feel and feel of the glove that uh you know they'll they'll like it as well uh right now also running a uh, kickstarter campaign uh, for about, where we got here, uh, 26 days left to go. Uh, if people are unfamiliar with Kickstarter, so kickstarter.com is a great uh, great way. It's like GoFundMe. Um, people can donate. Uh, but Kickstarter, I know, definitely focuses on the uh, the businesses of things. And it's great for small businesses when you have an idea. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's crowdfunding. People can donate. People will get rewards uh, if they donate from uh donate enough in regards to it and if they meet their goal then uh, a lot of these projects will uh will uh will come to life and that's what we're trying to do here um i'm trying to raise some funds get some pre-orders uh, all righty 
All right, we're talking about Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, so like I said, on, on Kickstarter, um, great way for entrepreneurs to uh, bring idea to life through crowdfunding. Uh, that's what I'm trying out right now. Um, so essentially, through my Kickstarter campaign, if you go to kickstarter.com, uh, just in the search bar, just search Mammoth Mitt. Um, it's going to come up there. You'll see my face there holding a couple mitts there. Uh, watch the video, see what it's all about. Uh, or, of course, you can go to my website as well, Ice Warrior Attack Gear, and click the link from that as well. That'll take you there. Uh, basically, like I said, you can pledge uh, an amount uh, or you can, you know, essentially what you're doing is you can pledge a, a certain amount and uh, that'll get your reward. Essentially, that reward is you're pre-ordering the glove or um, number of sets of gloves. Uh, right now, this is the cheapest uh, or the lowest price you're going to find right now to get these gloves on uh, Kickstarter because, uh, you know, right now I'm trying to, create those incentives and uh you know if i if i don't make my uh, my backing i don't get the uh, the funds um right. but uh yes. yeah essentially you know what you know um, uh, every little bit helps uh i'm still pushing to get these gloves uh made anyways for 2023 uh, 24 uh regardless mm-hmm. of that campaign but it definitely helps get the exposure out there so so go to kickstarter support my uh campaign the uh mammoth uh, version 2 the uh, high-end tactical mitt glove out there. Like I said, it's the uh, lowest price available right now that where you're going to get it. Or shoot me an email. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it's, uh, if you're local or something like that, maybe we'll, uh, we can meet up and uh, you can see them for yourself. But it's, it's not right something on. that I do very often. But. No, no, for sure. And are you on social or anything like that? Social yeah, media so sites? I've got, uh, I'm on Instagram, Icewear. Uh, just find Icewear Attacker. I believe it's ice underscore warrior underscore attack underscore gear just yeah. just search i swear attack gear you'll be fine it and uh yeah. facebook as well uh linkedin as well i'm on linkedin and i also have a youtube uh channel as well so not right too on. much content on there but uh, eventually we'll uh, we'll build that up cool right on all right well i'd like to thank you for coming on today and uh i'll make sure to put links to all that stuff into the show notes there so people can find you and uh awesome thank thanks again for coming on and really appreciate it Thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. This was great. Right. Take care. Be safe. Thank you. You too. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the We Rush In podcast, where we explore the physical and mental demands of being a first responder. I hope that you found today's discussion and interview informative and inspiring. Remember, maintaining fitness, training, and overall health and wellness is essential for first responders to be able to serve their communities to the best of their ability. Stay tuned for another episode on the 1st and 15th of every month, featuring more interviews and insights from Canadian first responders and service providers. In the meantime, please visit our website for more information and resources on first responders, health and wellness, and don't forget to follow us on social media for updates and additional content. Thank you for listening. Stay safe out there.